Everyone here enjoying the Lord today? Are you enjoying the Lord? Well, we have some wonderful things planned for you today, a wonderful testimony. But before we do, we're going to have a scripture reading from our own Cecilia Gonzalez. Here she comes. Hi, good morning, saints. The scripture reading today is found in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9. King David, speaking to his son Solomon, said this. As for you, my son Solomon, know God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. May God add a blessing to the reading of this word. Amen. Thank you, Cecilia. May God add a blessing to the reading of the word. Amen. So right now, let's just get started with a testimony. What do you say? You want to hear a testimony? <laughs> well, last week it was Resurrection Sunday. God is alive in your heart. So we had a little miracle uh, that uh, Lupe uh, Montes experienced. So she's going to come up here, and I'm going to interview her and talk to her and see just what happened. <laughs> Good morning, church. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but no. pastor said he was going to interview, so yeah, interview yeah. me, so it wouldn't be so hard. Yeah. So I, in the morning, uh, actually it was Friday um, when we went to get a car wash, and so we went to drive through car wash where, you know, you vacuum your own car. And so I bent to vacuum the car, and so when I bent over, and then I came back up, and then my, my sciatic cracked, so like my back and I felt it like, ooh, you know, I just kind of like sat in the seat and it was, it was bad. I was in pain. I couldn't walk, you know, and uh, that same night I couldn't sleep. I prayed, I prayed, and, uh, you know, I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. And that Friday night I was able to sleep through the night. I woke up and again the pain came coming back. I prayed and it would go away, come back. Sunday morning comes, and I, you know, we were, we were part of the, I was part of the play, and I told Charles, I'm so sorry, I can't, because when the earthquake hits, I can't fall and get up. <laughs> so then he said, that's why. And so then um, I told my husband, maybe I shouldn't go to church today, because I can't even get up, I can't walk. And, and so my son said, no, Mom, you should go, because you should have gone yesterday on Saturday for practice, so they could pray for you. So I'm like, oh, come on, a child is telling me this, come on. <laughs> I get up and I, you know, he's, my husband is driving and I'm in pain. I say, honey, please don't break so hard. <laughs> he's breaking and I'm hurting. And yeah, I was in pain. When I got to church, Raina had a cane. So I'm like, yay, <laughs> you know, and to help me. So I walked in with the cane and, you know, so Pastor Chuck prayed for me, um, Raina prayed over me. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Cecilia prayed for me. Before Cecilia was somebody else. Vanessa. Vanessa. 
Yes, everybody. I, I, I love all my sisters and brothers in church. Everybody pray for me. And so, you know, I went to pick up Eli from the children's church, and uh, I saw uh, Sister Cecilia. And I'm walking with my cane. She's like, what happened? I said, I'm hurt. Uh, can I pray for you? Yes, please. She laid hands on my back right in the hallway, and she said a beautiful prayer at the point where she said, let the pain go in Jesus' name. Amen. I felt like a ball of pain that was here, just, you know. And so I just kind of fell back. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I kind of fell back into the wall, and so I was in shock. And she said, I've got to go. I've got to run. I've got, you know, I think she had to host or something. She ran away. <laughs> and so I, I felt it go away right immediately. So I walked into children's church and I cried like a child. And so Eli came by and he saw me. He says, why are you, cry why are you crying, mom? I said, oh, I, Cecilia prayed for my healing. And he's like, oh, you're all healed. Give me that cane. I'm going to go give it back to Raina. <laughs> so he, went, he ran out. He gave the cane to Raina. And then, you know, it was just beautiful. I wanted to just run and tell everybody and scream, you know. And I was just shocked. I was shocked. I was tearing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was shocked. I wanted to scream to the world. I got healed. I got healed today. Praise God. And, Amen. You know, Vanessa's help. She grabbed the bullhorn. <laughs> she told everybody she wanted me to grab it. I said, I'm in shock. The whole day I was floating with the Holy Spirit. The whole day. Praise God. You know, all the glory, all the glory goes to Jesus. <laughs> so what happened when you went to your uh, family? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a long day, what can I say? So um, when we were driving to my sister's house, like not all my sisters are Catholic, and um, we were driving over, I told my husband, you know what, I just want to go home, and I just want to go in my room, and I just want to pray and worship all day, and you know, but they were already waiting for us, Eli wanted to see his cousins, I said, okay, fine, let's go. So I walk into my sister's house, and it's a house full of Catholics, so, and, you know, I walk in, and I said, hey, can I put some worship music in here, <laughs> and so, usually in the house is Mexican music, you know, loud Mexican music, so, <laughs> so I put, I put the worship music, and the girls, everybody started singing to the music, I gave them my testimony, and, you know, the grown-ups are a little bit more, like, their heart is a little bit more hardened, but the teenagers were like, I gave them, the girls, my testimony. And she said, oh, she's like, auntie. She's like, auntie, I get the chills when you're talking. And then my, yeah, I was like. And these girls have been raised in the uh, uh, Catholic schools. So, and then my other niece, she was like, oh, I just, I'm just, I just want to cry. And so we were worshiping. It, worship music was playing for hours. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So it was, it was a glorious day. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah is right. Now, I was supposed to interview her. I gave her the mic and that was it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit just took over, isn't it right? Amen. Huh? 
Yeah, she. That's right. That's right. That's right. She prayed for uh, uh, Gina as uh, she was leaving that day, and Gina felt it too. So she was picking up on the Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit of the Lord is transferable. As we get it, we can give it to others. Amen. Let's just pray. Is anybody here right now that says, you know what, I do have a back pain or a pain in my, my body, and I would like the Lord to heal me as well. You came to church today to hear the word, but let's receive the word. So if that's you, just stand to your feet and ask the Lord to minister to you and bring health and healing to your bodies in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I'm giving you time to stand up and just say, just receive what God has done for us. He is our healer. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. According to your word, you said, surely you bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. So we speak to that pain right now. We speak to that sickness. We speak to that disease. We command you to go. In Jesus' name, leave those bodies. And I thank you that, Lord, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you dwell in us. So no evil, no pain, no uh, foreign spirit can come into this body. We, com- we claim our complete and total healing in the name of Jesus. Now, just receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing flowing through this sanctuary. Angels of God, ministering spirits, go forth and bring healing to your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Everything that was needed for your salvation, for your healing, for your provision has been completed. So we thank you, Father, for your finished work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to talk today about the benefits of seeking God. You know, there's benefits, as my wife was saying, that seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, He that believeth in God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that, what, diligently. What does diligently mean? Continually. Not just a one-time event, just like, okay, I got the Lord, now I, no, he said continually come before me, come before my presence day after day. Isn't that right? So uh, this is what we need to do. Let's pray that, that the Lord would guide my mouth and my heart to speak the words that he wants. I, he told me today, he said, just let me talk through you, okay? <laughs> so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you to speak through my mouth. Guide my heart and my mouth to speak the things that you want your people to hear. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, uh, Cecilia wrote, uh, read the scripture in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9, but I want to show it to you in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version kind of, you know, expounds it and amplifies it and actually takes the definitions of the words and highlights it so it can bring more emphasis to us. So let's look at this here. It says, as for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, have personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with and understand him appreciate, heed, and cherish him, and serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and minds and understands all the wanderings of the thoughts. If you seek him, inquiring for and of him, 
and requiring him as your first and vital necessity, he will let you find him. Oh, my gosh. That, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Can you do all that? Are you applying yourself to that? I don't know. Let's look at it a little more closely. It says personal knowledge of him. Get to know him personally. Is he, does he talk to you? Does he minister to you? Do you speak to him and he speaks to you? Now, a lot of people say, I don't hear the voice of the Lord. You'd be surprised that you really do. You know, sometimes you would say, uh, well, something told me not to go here, or something told me to do this. That's really the Lord speaking to you. And the way you develop it is, in the morning, just sit before the Lord, maybe read a scripture and pray, and ask the Lord to speak to you, and then write down what he's, you believe He's saying to you. And as you develop that, you'll see that he'll speak more and more to you. And it's nothing mysterious. You're not going to hear, thus saith the Lord, but you'll hear a small voice on the inside of you. And it's that same voice you hear when you're reading the Bible and you read it silently, but you hear your, that voice on the inside of you. Same thing. Same thing. And, and now I've, I've gotten to the point where I can tell when he's going to speak to me because I can feel his presence. And then I wait and then he tells me, do this, do that, don't do this. You know, be kind to your wife, uh, you know, make her breakfast, you know, all these things, all these monumental things that you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I do make breakfast for my wife just about every morning. Somebody, I forgot who it was, I think it was James, said, every morning? I go, yeah, every morning. She be, except Sunday, exactly right. She sits on her perch like a little bird. Okay, you're going to feed me today. <laughs> <laughs> personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with and understand him, appreciate, heed and cherish him. That, that's, that's a lot of love, isn't it? Going out to the Lord. The Bible says he, he desires those that seek him. He wants us to seek him. Why seek him? Why, why, you know, we have the Lord, but there is more to it than just being with the Lord. Remember Moses talked to God on the mountain for 40 days as a man talks to a friend face to face. But Moses said, I want more. I, I need more of you. I want to see your glory. And how, much, how many of you want to see more of God's glory in your life? As you spend time with him, he will reward you. And we're going to get into the rewards uh, towards the end. But it says here, with a blameless heart and a willing mind. Blameless heart, what does that mean? That means things that uh, you're holding on to you need to let go of. You need to forgive people that are uh, causing you pain. Amen? We have people that cause us pain. Is, is that not right? And, and so we have, to ha we have to be blameless. It doesn't matter what people do. We are still responsible to love them with the love of the Lord. Praise God. You never know whose heart is going to change because of your actions towards them. And a willing mind. In other words, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do. Praise God. And... Uh, it says, be careful of the wanderings of the thoughts. you have any wanderings when you're praying? Oh, did I take out the trash? I need to water the lawn. I need... What about that bill? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't be wandering, but do what? <laughs> Inquire of him, require him as your first and vital necessity. Oh, I need you, Lord. I need you so much. Every morning he wants us to need him. Isn't that something? Yeah, be dependent upon him. I, I remember a story of a guy that was being tortured in another country, a foreign country, and he said he had a call on the Lord just continually as he was being tortured and as he was going through cruel, uh, 
you know, handlings. But he finally got out and came to America, and they celebrated him. He went to Disneyland, and he was celebrated and went to banquets, and he told a story. Then after about a month, he said, you know what? I couldn't find the Lord anymore because I was just so caught up in all the distractions and all the attractions. <laughs> he said, we have to, you know, create a necessity to want to seek the Lord. What does the Bible say? It says, um, uh, we must depend upon his daily word. Daily, daily, daily. The manna that he provided for the children of Israel was just for that day. The next day they had to go back out and search and seek the Lord. Praise God. And it says, if you do all that, hallelujah, if you do all that, he will be found of you. In other words, if he's trying to hide from you, you can't find him. But he will be found of you. Isn't that good news? And somebody said, well, how do we know we have a blameless heart? How do we know we're seeking him with all of our heart? Well, just look and see. Are you finding him? Are you experiencing him? Is he part of your life? Do you feel his presence? When you walk into a room, do people say, oh, man, I just sense the presence of the Lord here? Or, or, or can I help you? Can I take care of you? You know, sometimes people just give us blessings that we don't even ask for because the favor of the Lord is upon us, right? So 1 Chronicles 22, verse 19 says, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. You need to, you need to do the setting. Like a thermometer, you set it. I am going to seek the Lord right now. No more distractions. Focus completely on you, Lord. So the question comes up, how do we know? If we're experiencing the Lord, you'll know it. You'll feel it. Uh, praise God. Now, no matter what you're facing, what, what, no matter what you're going through, the Lord brings us peace. And I, I have an example here. My wife has a friend that she calls, and they're prayer partners. And this lady, I don't even know how she can go through what she's going through. She has a daughter that lives with her, is about 30 years old, 30 or 35 years old, and has a heart condition, can't go out of the house, has to stay in the house. She takes care of her 24-7. She has a husband that left her for another woman, and he cheated her out of uh, the appraisal of their house, so she had to pay an additional $30,000 to keep the house. And she goes to work, and she has a boss that gives her a hard time. Now, I would think <laughs> she would finally say, Lord, <laughs> can you deliver me out of this? And be, you know, your head hung down and just like in the mully grubs. But when Marianne calls her, she has this sweet voice. Hello, Sister Marianne. How are you? I'm going like, is this girl for real? <laughs> Doesn't she know what she's going through? How, how, can you, how can you say that? But there is joy in the presence of the Lord. There is peace that passes all understanding that guards our heart and mind. No matter what you're going through, one brother asked me, he said, you, you tell about your trials and your tribulations that you have. How did you get through? I just knew I had the presence of the Lord, and at the end of it all, he would deliver me. Things would straighten out, and I just believe him. In the midst of the trial, they that walk through the valley of the shadow of death will fear no evil, for thou art with them thy rod and thy staff. They will comfort me. Amen? So let's, now, now you got to know who God is, okay? Now, he revealed himself to seven different people, seven different times, and seven different aspects of who he was. So let's look at the first one is Jehovah, yeah, Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Is he guiding and directing you? You know, I look at my life, and I say, man, I couldn't have planned it any worse, 
But God somehow turned it around. <laughs> I was trying to go the wrong way, and he just made everything work out together for my good. He was guiding and directing me. I was thinking about, I was 50 years old, and I did not have a pension plan. I had not saved hardly any money, and I was just having a good old time, and I, I accepted the Lord. And then my wife came along, and we got married, and uh, somehow, some way, we had a baby uh, like the first month that we were married, I go, you know, we, well, we got pregnant the first month we, we, we got married. I go, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> but God, <laughs> but God had a plan. He put me in work with Kaiser. So I worked there for 15 years, had a pension plan. Also, Marianne, I brought her in. She was able to work for Kaiser. She has a pension plan. And, and at 50 years old, my, I know my son and I, we went to a financial planning, and my son said, you guys are in deep trouble. <laughs> Even the counselor said, well, we'll try to do the best we can here. <laughs> but God did some miraculous things, brought money into our, our, our account, and just through, through giving Things happen. He is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Amen? And that word provider means he looks ahead and knows what you need before you even know you need it. It's like Abraham looked in, uh, in the mountain and he saw a ram in the bush. Well, that ram didn't just appear. It had to come up the backside of the mountain and be ready for Abraham to see him. Guess what? Your provision has already been provided for, and it's right there. It came up the backside of the mountain. All you have to do is lift up your spiritual eyes and say, Lord, where is the provision? It's right there. He already knew. He's not caught, you know, barehanded or, or without a provision. He already knows what you need before you even ask. Amen? Don't be worried. He said, I, I feed the birds of the air and the fowls. How much more will I feed you, O ye of little faith? Praise God. He said, my name, my name, this is my name, Jehovah Jireh. I am a provider. This is what I do. If you can come close to me, I'll show you my provision. Amen? Pardon me while I get excited. Okay. <laughs> Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, when I went to work for this, for this uh, ministry, they were way in debt. So I had to learn how to believe God for finances. Actually, I learned it in my own household, and I took it to the ministry. And so when they changed me over to believing God for healing for the people, I said, well, that's easy. I, I just switch, switch my faith over. It's not that easy. You have, you have different scriptures, different anointings, different ways of receiving the healing uh, provision of God. And so I had to learn that. I had to learn who Jehovah Rapha was. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Praise God. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Whatever you're going through, you can have the peace of God. Jesus said, in this world, what? You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but my peace, my peace I give to you. Praise God. If you're not having peace, you got to go get his peace. Praise God. Jehovah Nisi, the banner over me is love. He is our banner. If you think, oh, I don't know if the Lord loves me. Oh, yeah, he does. There's a banner over you. It says, I love you. I'm there for you. Uh, Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord my righteousness. You don't have to be righteous. You already are righteous, and because you're righteous, you act righteously. Amen? 
I was playing basketball with one of my friends. You know, that's one of my teaching uh, things. And <laughs> I was telling them, you know, I went to go to a graveside service, and I just, uh, you know, ushered someone into heaven. We all celebrated. And I said, are you going to heaven? He goes, well, I don't know. I'm a pretty good guy. I don't do anything wrong. I live a clean life. I go, that's not good enough. <laughs> Have you ever lied? You ever cheated? You ever looked wrong at a woman? Uh, I go, just even one time. If you do it one time, it negates you from even getting into heaven. But, uh, I go, here. Here's a video of our Easter play. You can look at it. We'll talk later. Praise God. Amen. I'm playing basketball, but it, in my heart is turning up. You know, I got to get people saved. I, I can't just get into heaven and the Lord look at me and say, well, who did you bring? Oh, nobody. I just showed up, you know. <laughs> no, you're supposed to bring people, right? Isn't that what the Lord said? He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all men. And then the last one, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there for me. You might say, where is the Lord? He's there. He's there. He, he, he said, if you, you just look around, just feel him. He's there in your presence. You know, when you're going through great troubles and tribulations, it seems like the Lord is there. You can feel him. But when you're not, when you're just casually watching TV, you go like, well, where is the Lord? Well, he's in the other room waiting for you. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so look at this. Colossians. I'm going to do a couple of more. Seek scripture, then I'm going to give you the benefits. Are you ready for the benefits? Okay, Colossians 3, verse 1 through 3. If you then be raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above. Put your affection on things above, not on the things of this world. My wife says to me, says, let's be affectionate for a couple of minutes here. Let's, you know, let's be attentive to each other. I go, how do you do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most men can understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know, hold my hand and talk to me and ask me about my day. Okay, let's try that. <laughs> Be affection towards me, right? Psalms 14, verse 2 says, The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. God's wondering, and he's looking down from heaven, is anybody trying to get my attention? Is anybody trying to be close to me? Or am I just up here by myself? You ever been ignored by somebody? Isn't that just irritating? You go to a party, they're there. They know you're there. They don't say hello to you. They don't talk to you. <laughs> hello. <laughs> don't you see me? <laughs> Slide. John 4, verse 23 through 24. But the hour is coming. This is good news. Ready for this? And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father is seeking such to worship him. He's seeking. Is there anybody that's going to be seeking me? He said, I'm, I want to dwell with them. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, showing himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect or mature or desiring to be with him. He's looking for you. You're looking for him. He's looking for you. Amen? Don't you feel honored? But now here's the problem. The devil's looking for you at you too. You know, you got the devil looking at you. You got the Lord looking at you. Whom do you choose? I want the Lord on my side. Praise God. Okay, so here we go. Benefits of seeking God. Proverbs 8, verse 7. I love those that love me. Don't you want the Lord to love you? He said, I'll love you if you love me. And that word love 
is the word kindly affection. He wants those that just enjoy being with him. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently. Isn't that nice? Diligently means all the time, completely, totally dedicated to him. Another benefit in 1 Chronicles 16.10, let the heart of those who seek the Lord be what? Sad, did you say? Glad. glad. Oh, glad. Okay, glad. So have you ever seen a sad Christian? You know, you're supposed to be, have the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? In his presence is fullness of joy. But some of us are not so happy. You know, like, are you, are you happy? Yes, well, inform your face because you don't look like you're happy. <laughs> now, do, do people invite you to parties? Do they like being around you? Are you a glad person, right? Every, every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you, party pooper. No, are you a party pooper? Or are you a party, you know, enjoyer, you know? It's there, you know the people that, that you want to invite, to, they're like, they stir it up, you know? They're so full of life and everything. They take everything and make it exciting. That's us. Amen? They invited Jesus to all the parties, even those of the gluttonous and the, and the wine-bibbers. They said, bring on Jesus. We like Jesus. Praise God. Even the kids like Jesus. Everybody likes Jesus. Does everybody like you? Well, hopefully. Praise God. <laughs> okay, next one. Benefits of seeking God. Psalms 34, verse 4 through 5. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Do you have fear? Do you have fear of dying? Do you have fear of getting in a car wreck? <laughs> they might have a fear of getting in a car wreck. <laughs> but you survived them all, amen? <laughs> fear of drowning, fear of heights, fear of going out, fear of staying in, fear, all these fears that we have. But the Bible says the Lord has delivered us from all of our fears because when you have the Lord, you can be confident that whatever happens, God's going to work it out for our good. I was telling one brother, I said, you just have to be patient, be calm, no matter what happens, the Lord will work it out. Just give it a little time, and you'll see him work together for our good. Praise God. Three more. Are you ready? Yes, Benefits of seeking God. Isaiah 49, 23. This is where I get pretty excited. It says, then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. What a beautiful promise that is. Whatever you're believing God for, he said, you'll not be disappointed. Sometimes I just have to tell the Lord, Lord, you said in your word that I will not be disappointed. So whatever you're believing God for, you can say, Lord, you're not going to let me down. Your promises are true. All the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. No maybes in there. No, I'll think about it. Maybe on a good day. It just depends on how I feel. No, it's yay and amen. Isn't that good news? So men will make promises to you, don't they? They'll tell you, oh, you know, I, you know, one thing, I was thinking about this today. It's amazing how things just roll around in your head, you know. When people say this phrase, I'll pay you back every cent. <laughs> Have you ever heard people tell you that? And how many times do they do that? No. <laughs> I've heard that before. If I hear that again, I'm going to know, you're not paying me back. <laughs> you're just talking, <laughs> okay. But Jesus said, all the promises that I have are yay and amen. Okay, another one. Psalms 34.10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those that seek the Lord shall not walk 
shall not lack any good thing. Now, I often wondered, why did the Lord talk about the lions? I looked it up. You know, inquisitive minds want to know. Because he made everything. Didn't he make everything? He made the animals and he made the, 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 the sphere of influence or the cycle of life. And I said, why would you say that? Because in my mind, I thought the young lions would eat first, wouldn't you? In the, in the human world, the mom always lets the kids eat first, but not in the lion world. Mm -mm. It's the woman, it's the male, I mean the female, that goes out and hunts because they can hide in the bush real easy. The, the male has that big mane, and the, the prey can see the male. So the women, woman goes out and hunts, catches the prey, and then waits for Big Daddy to come. Big Daddy eats, then Mama eats, and the young lions are going like, is there anything left over? <laughs> and so they may lack and suffer hunger, but you shall not lack what? Any good thing. Whatever you desire, the Lord says, I'll give to you. But first, you need to seek the Lord. You can't just go to the blessing and not do the provision, the condition, seeking the Lord. He said, I'll give you everything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, which is the last one, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So the moral of the story today, seek the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your might, and you'll see his hand of provision, hand of healing be upon you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you that, Lord, your word is rich and it's true, and it will minister to us, and that we can be heirs of your salvation. We glorify and thank you for all that you're doing. And so I want to make an invitation for, to those that are here and those that are listening. If you have not received the Lord God in your heart, you are missing an opportunity to see glory on this earth. So if that's you and you say, I have not received Jesus in my heart, I want to right now. You can raise your hand or where you're at at home, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins, to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Or if you say, you know, I made that confession a while back, seems like I haven't been living up to it. You're talking about seeking the Lord. I have not really been doing that. I've been kind of going astray. Let's say this prayer. Say, Father God, bring me back unto your path. Show me the path of righteousness so that I may be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen.